Hey, everybody, Andrew Kordek, uh, back with another episode of Email Never Sleeps. And my guest again um, is Per Corot. And we got into talking about personalization and hyper-personalization in our, in, our last, um, in our last iteration. And we heard a lot of feedback. You know, basically, people wanted to know and uh, inquiring minds wanted to know, like, Hey, how do I get started in it? Right, we defined it. So I guess I, I guess I would call this episode, you know, how to successfully implement it. How do we successfully implement hyper personalization? How do we do it at the small, medium, and large size um, uh, organization? So I want to lean on your expertise, pair, and kind of maybe fire the question over to you to say, how do people do this? Where do they start? Right, because that's sure. usually the hardest part. Yeah, and Andrew, thanks for having me on again. I appreciate it. It was so much fun. Um, the conversation actually uh, precipitated uh, uh, conversations with my wife over dinner. Like, I was like, what do you think about, like, as a consumer, because yeah. my wife's a graphic designer, right? So she's not in our space. She's just had to listen to me natter on about it for the last 20 years. Yeah. Uh, she, I was like, like, where do you feel? And, and she kind of made a really good point where she said, you know, I think it depends on who I'm who I'm buying from. Right. If I'm buying from Amazon, mm -hmm. they know more about me than my, you know, lady doctor. Right. <laughs> if right. I, if right. I'm going, if I'm going to a pizza place, you know, they mm. they don't need to do. So I think I think what we need to do to define a little bit is what is personalization, what is hyper personalization for the small, medium, and large, as you said. So, I mean, if you're Amazon. Mm -hmm. Right. Then you need, then yeah, sure. You know everything. You know I bought a toilet two years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, you know that that toilet's going to last fifteen years, and then right. you know thirteen years you're going to hit me with another offer. Right? That's right. that's fine. That's within right. the realm of of not right. being too creepy. Right. But and, and you and I discussed that creepy factor. But if yeah. I'm a small um, restaurant, franchise restaurant, right? Hyper personalization is going to be. Do I know what? team you you go for um mm -hmm. and do, do i know what kind of food stuff you, you are going to be concerned about like right. are you plant based which i mentioned last time mm -hmm. or you uh, you know do you not like pickles right like th there there are things you can get into there but if if we talk about where to get started think of the the simplest differentiators mm -hmm. uh, i made the joke about you know, being tall and getting women's sale and women's sweaters yeah the, the reality is is like what is what is the gender of clothing i am buying what right. is the um what is the the style of items that i am buying mm -hmm. um, if we talk about casinos casinos to me are really interesting we i did a thing with uh the old lyris yeah piece, um yeah. where we were working with a casino in vegas it was one of the smaller boys but they actually run the, the casinos like five different businesses, or I think it was 14 different groups within it. And within each one of those groups, so you think about like the crystal bar and the, the Baccarat table and the, you know, the VIP lounge and the, like all those little areas are kind of their own deal. So when you hit a casino, mm -hmm. what they were finding was a high roller would hit the casino and that would trigger an email from everybody, right? Yeah. 
Right. Like the all you can eat buffet is hitting them. And, you know, like come on in to the VIP restaurant where we, yeah. you know, throw a lobster the size of a baby child. Right. Mm -hmm. And then um, all of this, this stuff would hit them and it would just be overwhelming. And they'd mm -hmm. just go, well, this is, this is not useful. Right. Mm -hmm. So talking about personalization there, mm -hmm. one, the casinos got to understand like high roller, medium roller, mm -hmm. uh, low rent like i'm sure they've got much better terms than that yeah like taker right. and my my category which is dude who stands next to his wife and takes her drinks while she gambles and i hold the purse right, right. so th there's different categories and so each one of those are going to be very different messaging mm -hmm. so that's where you get into personalization mm -hmm. hyper personalization is i know that this high roller likes to gamble between 10 o'clock at night and walk mm -hmm. in the morning. So yep. I'm uh, make a reservation for them at a high roller table. And mm -hmm. I'm going to see if I can get three or four other people that are like them to be mm -hmm. at the same. Like that's hyper-personalization. Right. That's something that's going to be super useful. So to get there, yep. what let's take a step back on each one of those things. Mm -hmm. One, how do we define our terms? Second is, what is our database sharing and knowing yep. about the individual? What have right. we ask them or what have we observed mm -hmm. and those are two really important things i mentioned before about having a preference page you if you set up a preference page people will tell you things about them or in the high rollers case their assistants will tell you things about them that they want to know they yep. only want to drink matcha tea right right, right. Uh, they you know they 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 only want to drink some exotic cocktail mm -hmm. that's information that's been told to you that's information or you've observed it they only make a notation every time mr z comes in he mm -hmm. only gets uh this russian vodka that's right. small batch right right and so we make sure to have a couple bottles of that in storage yep. mr z is scheduled to come in let's make sure to pull those out and have them available right those mm -hmm. are all steps that have to happen through the technology chain Mm -hmm. extraordinary experience for Mr. Z when he shows up to, to mm -hmm. at the high roller table. Yep. Um, yep. And so we can kind of expand that across a franchise, a small, you know, um, uh, hamburger company mm -hmm. who has 150, 200 franchise um, owned by 90 people. Right. So mm -hmm. you, you go down to that level and it's, do people, this person only seems to show up on Friday and Saturday night. That's kind of yeah. their cheat night where they get to go have a hamburger at, at Culver's. I'll use right. that stage for the client. Yeah. Um, and that, so that we're not going to hit them on Tuesday and Wednesday and Monday for the, those offers because it's not going to work. That's hyper-personalization, mm -hmm. right? That's right. getting beyond, I right. know that they, they, they like this football team, so I'm going to use those colors or... Right. Um, I know that they they're they're plant based. I keep going harping on that because I think it's important. Or allergens, right? Mm -hmm. Food space. I, th I think allergens is going to be one of those things. I notice it. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't have any allergies, mm -hmm. but I when I travel, um, I noticed it really seven years ago when I was in South Africa. Mm -hmm. South Africa actually has a law that all menus have to have allergens on mm. the menu. Interesting. And it was such a subtle thing. And I just mm -hmm. kind of was like, okay, I live in California where oh, we have yeah. not met a regulation we don't like. And yeah. I'm shocked that it's not a regulation <laughs> in California. Yeah. But if it's, and it's, it's nuts, right. Which will yep. kill people. I have a very sure. good friend whose daughter 
if she has she's one peanut away from dying mm-hmm. is the, no joke thing but then you have other people where it's religious they don't eat pork or they they don't eat beef or they you know mm-hmm. that those are the sort of things that you can ask and observe and if you observe you put into the database mm-hmm. back into your database and how you're sorting that information how you're storing that information mm-hmm. is it sitting in some big data like and does it then go back into the email system so that it's constantly dynamic or does it just live in the email system, but you're not storing it externally, right? That's a big problem that a lot of companies have had Mm -hmm. is what is the final arbiter of information and who, you know, what is, what is the final word? Yeah. Because we're not, we're not constants. We're, we're, Mm -hmm. we're entities in change. My my, uh, best friends um, is, suddenly gluten intolerant and it was one of those things that kind of he hit 53 and one day he had bread and it was five days in a row he had bread that he went oop, gotta yep. go and he was yeah. like okay maybe there's a correlation between gotta totally. go and bread yeah. and then he started testing it and then he went into a doctor and got tested and sure enough he's gluten intolerant now yeah. right so these things happen uh and we need we need to be aware of it and, and keep that information up to date you know you bring up a couple points that gets me thinking a little bit. And I think if I'm a small business owner, right? Hyper-personalization, obviously we talk about it being an email, but I think whether you're small, medium, or large, you have to take into consideration that this is not a race. This is something that's going to take time, right? Hyper-personalization can start even at the greeting. If I'm a restaurant or an oil change place and I'm an individual business owner, the mere fact that they recognize me by my name is personalization or hyper-personalization. That's baseline personalization, right? Right. old school Mr. So-and-so. Yeah. Or, hey, welcome back. Nice to see you again. They may not recognize my my name with my face, but they know who I am. I remember when I traveled a ton early in my career, I used to go to the same hotel every single week. Um, And it was in Minneapolis and I would walk in and they would recognize me. I guess I'm pretty recognizable with my head, but in any event, they're like, Hey, Hey, Mr. Kordak, same breakfast tomorrow. Right. And so they would have me of what I ordered that, that previous time I was there. Yep. Same breakfast, same time, you know, whatever they took care of it. But when we start talking about small and medium-sized businesses, every little thing helps, right? And I know it seems kind of trivial to say, well, maybe we should enter in that my wife is gluten intolerant. She has celiac, right? That if we go in and regularly, um, uh, you know, go into this restaurant, they should kind of they should kind of know that um, when we sit down or when we make a reservation because they can correlate specific names to that. So it's a, so it's a, so it's a, it's not a race. It's sort of getting there and inputting that and right. Does it come and go into the email program or to an SMS program, right? Where they can get pretty personalized to my, um, to my needs. Um, then larger scale organizations have a bigger problem, right? They have these data lakes or CDPs or whatever, you know, whatever we want to call it these days. And, and they can append a lot of demographic information, but boy, oh boy, that demographic information better be right, but it should be my interactions. And, you know, everyone uses the Amazon cases as an example. I'll use another example. I got a text today from 
New Balance here in my local area in the suburb of Chicago. They know I bought my New Balances a year ago. And they're like, hey, dude, it's time to kind of do this, right? Here's your <laughs> thing. You probably have already worn down your shoes to the nubs. But but, but that's that's the kind of the, the little stuff. And so when people set these expectations around hyper-personalization, what I find very interesting is that they have this enormous thing of we need to know everything so we could quote unquote hyper personalize and I'm like no 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 take it in baby steps do the certain things make sure that it works right that you can do it so get that little tidbit of information the customer wants you to feel as if you know them but not over know them right and we talked about you know the whole creepy factor last time right but every little bit every little bit helps so how do we start i think you start with what are the most important pieces of data you can collect or obtain or interact with going forward for your customers and then they're willing to probably give you more signals more information whether it's at a preference center letter which level which is a whole separate conversation for me or whether it's just through my interactions um you know with them and it, guess what, everybody, I don't care if you're small or medium or large, hyper-personalization may not work. And right. I say that very loosely because there's no long-term case studies that I've ever seen that says it works long-term, 20% year over year. And you're like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, right? So this is where I think we we tend to when in this age of GPT and all this kind of stuff and the instantaneous amount of information we can get, um, this is where I caution people to really sort of take their, take their time and, yeah. and, and, and get that data, especially if you want them to be a long-term customer of whatever it is you're, 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 you're selling. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll repeat from, you know, my, my, my touchstone word from last episode was iterative. Mm -hmm. I think these things yeah. need to be iterative. Um, uh, I, you know, it's funny as you were saying that I was thinking of a, a, a I'll go back to preference center, a preference yeah. center I saw that was like um, small, medium, large. Yeah. And the small was, what's your name? What's, you know, what's, what's your gender preference? What's mm -hmm. your like really kind of high level things like he, him, he, her pronouns do mm -hmm. matter to a lot of people. And it, it's also yeah, a hard sure. issue for other people. Right. But, but let's just kind of uh, take a, a stance to say, you know, if, if, if I want to be called a certain preference, because, you know, I have a child who's um, um, trans, mm -hmm. that it's important for her, right? So yeah, I totally. make an effort for it, right? So if, if you have that in the system, and so I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but mm -hmm. you have some basic questions. Mm -hmm. Who do I identify as? What's my name? Um, do I have any, like, we'll go to restaurants. Do I have any uh, allergens yep. or, and I'll, I'll even take it to another level because my wife has, we did the 23andMe deal and, and part of it is they'll, they'll say, do you have the gene where cilantro tastes like soap? And my oh. wife does. And oh. it's, we were having dinner one time we were talking about it and the kids were yeah. there and uh, two out of the three kids went, oh my God, that's what cilantro tastes like. So like, it suddenly like hit, like they're like, yeah, yeah. It was kind of gross and I don't yeah. like it. And yeah. the other one's like, what the hell are you talking about? Cilantro <laughs> tastes fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's clear that from a genetic level, the, the something as simple as cilantro, right? Well, right. cilantro is in a lot of stuff. 
Yeah. A lot of Mediterranean cuisines utilize it. Yeah. Lots of yeah. Asians cuisines utilize it. Yeah. Uh, the other one's garlic, which is a weird one. Yeah. But, you know, I, I know a number of people who are allergic to garlic, right? So, yeah. and then other people who simply, uh, it just gives them an upset stomach. So maybe that's a minor allergy. Those are kind of simple things to ask. Right. And, and, right. and, but then you get into more, you know, then you get into the deeper levels of mm-hmm. when do you prefer to go out to eat? When to, those you just have to, to try and keep an mm-hmm. eye on. And, and, and this is about where do I start? Well, to start, have a good database. Make sure it's up to date. Yeah. Through. Yep. We want to get to here. Right. We start here, and then we're right. going to here, go to here, to here, to here, to here. And right. you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll volunteer both of us. You know, give us a call because this is the kind of stuff that I yeah. enjoy. I think that's coming hopefully through. In the yeah. Conversation. It's stuff I enjoy, and and I, I'll talk to people about it because it's just fun for me to do. So um, I, let, let me know, uh, my contact information is very readable. Uh, but, but thinking through that process is first, where do we store the data? Yeah. Second, how do we wanna communicate with them? Yep. Third, what is the frequency of communication? Mm-hmm. Fourth, we start getting into implementation of communication. So right. um, I, I think those are th- steps that are often missed. Mm-hmm. Uh, people kind of quickly um, gather names. I'm I'm involved with a nonprofit I'm on the board of. And mm-hmm. when I came on board, I was like, great, where's our database for our donor base? Like, who right. are the people who are donating money to us? And I got a name of 25 people. And uh, two of them were my relations and one was dead. So I was like, okay, this yeah. is a trap list. This is yeah. not a useful right. list. But, but, so you, make, but you make a valid point, right? So- just we talk about the use of data and the value of updating and importing data. And if I'm a business owner or I'm a medium or a large scale business, it's it's all about continuously updating it. It's always about making sure that you could use it and take baby steps to do it. So when we start talking about the word implement, which is a really sort of large word, right? Like let's go through an <laughs> yeah. implementation. Well, I can tell you for one thing, um, implementing anything is never easy or fun, right? Like I don't see people jumping at the opportunity to go, let's implement. Um, So when we start talking about how do we implement hyper-personalization email is it starts at some point in time and you need to at least start doing it and not strive for perfection. Like you said, iterative, right? Start small, move up because it may or may not work. Um, right. And I think that's that's the most important. And I don't care if you're, again, selling burgers or socks or oil changes or dry cleaning um, in the franchise level or at the casino level, right? Um, where they're into, you know, other than just gambling, their shows and 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 other perks. Restaurants, man, get, they make a right? lot of money on restaurants. <laughs> Absolutely, right? So, so one, what's your final thought here? Um, on on implementing, have you made everything you think, or if you had to bubble it up into into one specific? Thing? Honestly, I'm going to go a completely different direction, and okay. I'm going to say, get people in the room who do not look like you. Mm-hmm. And and I think and I and I say that with all due respect, but mm-hmm. I've sat in a bunch of rooms with a bunch of middle aged white dudes, and we're all like, "Yeah, this is important." You know, <laughs> it's like. 
you bring in a couple of Asian voices, you bring in a couple of female voices, you bring in a couple of poor voices, you know, mm -hmm. like a bunch of middle-aged white college educated guys mm -hmm. aren't America, right? So you bring in other people and go, hey, like, what do we think about, uh, we, we want to get to here, what are the steps that we have to take? Mm -hmm. and, and it may, you may, everyone may agree with, with one another anyway, because of corporate mm -hmm. culture, you just may end up with somebody who raises their hand and goes, you know, what's really resonates in, in my community mm. is X, Y, and Z. And mm -hmm. we'll look around the table at each other going, really, that's the thing. Like, oh mm -hmm. yeah, that's like a really right. big thing with us. Right. Right. And it's like, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we have thought of that. Right. So yeah. any of these projects, Bring in a bunch of different people. Bring, bringing your customers, bringing bring a swath of hey. your customers <laughs> that represent people that are either a high value customers and customers that you think or can become high value to get their opinions. Yeah, on what matters absolutely. most That's to right. them. Not what matters. I mean, what matters most to you is important, right? I understand that, but oftentimes we get surprised, yeah. right? And you've been in testing before. Oftentimes we get surprised. We're like, they're going to choose blue, right? And then they're ending up choosing yellow. And you're like, whoa, wait, wait a minute. Why do, why do they choose yellow? Well, yeah. guess what? The customers are in charge, right? And so you can get a lot of insight to that. So that's a great point into how to start um, uh, to implement. I, the, the one final thought that I would have is, yeah, it's kind of scary. Yeah, it's kind of daunting, um, but it's not. If you start really, really small, and even if you try to do hyper-personalized to a level of information that you have on them, test it to the non-personalized over a period of time, and then learn through your learnings, iterative innovation, right, around how um, certain things should perform better than others. And guess what? Um, that's the only way you're going to learn whether or not it works or not. Um, and I think that's, I think that's important. Yeah. So hopefully we've sort of answered the bugs that people wanted, uh, or at least bits and pieces, certainly comment on this. If you want more, I'm happy to bring Pear back on. He's a wonderful resource. Um, all of his deets again, will be in, in, in the, uh, in this uh, vidcast or video or podcast or however people or whatever they're calling it. Um, uh, whatever the kids are calling it these days, what are the kids calling it? Right. It's not a TikTok thing. It's, um, it's something else. So hopefully this adds the value. Um, and thank you again, Para, your, and your information so much, and Love, experience. Always fun to talk to you. Yeah, it's, it's invaluable. And so I really, uh, appreciate it. So everybody until next time, um, thank you and keep on emailing the right way. <laughs>